Welcome to the You, Me and the GP radio show, a health exercise and nutrition show for over 40s who want to get back to their best. Discover how to keep yourself fit, healthy and full of energy. Each week, your hosts Rich Clark and Dr. Mark Daniels will answer your questions and interview special guests. Rich Clark is an exercise scientist and nutritionist who helps over 40s thrive, not just survive in today's busy world. Dr. Mark Daniels is a practicing GP with 25 years experience. He's had notable success with his patients using simple dietary changes rather than medication to provide improvements. Living in Wales with their families, they see the effect poor health has on people on a daily basis and how easily it can be turned around. Sit back and enjoy our tips and advice. Hello and welcome to episode 31. I'm getting really up on it now. I know exactly where we are at the moment. So, yeah, me in the dark, here to rock. We've got three questions and a seminar or an event update. How are you, Mark? What sort of day have you been having there in uh, sunny Swansea or sunny Neath? Yeah, I was on call today. It's a bit of a shocker, but uh, I tell you what, with this hot weather, you get a lot of people's chests start to complain. Any asthmatic, they tend to suffer worse. And it's busy times. You'd think it'd be the sunshine. It'd be quiet. It's actually busier. You get more sort of sick people. Strange, really. Yeah, well, as you say, the heat does exacerbate some problems. I know my dad had got to a point where he didn't want to go on any hot holidays anymore. That was the last thing he would want. Um, because as you say, he finds it really uncomfortable, the heat and things. So yeah, as you say, it's my favorite time of the year, but I, uh, I am very aware that there's some people who out there, you know, they really hit, hit the summer. So, uh, the good news is for those people that don't bloody last long anyway. So huh. <laughs> it's fine. It's gone tomorrow. Isn't it? Um, yeah, tomorrow, yeah, tomorrow's the last day and start okay. It's going to rain Friday and stuff. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, enjoy it while it's here. So, seminar or event update, for those who don't know, we're doing an event in September, it's on the 24th, my memory serves me right, 6 to 9, Clantridion Holiday Park. Good news and bad news, good news for us, bad news for everybody who hasn't got a ticket, it's sold out. I have allocated uh, all the tickets, I'm oversubscribed by a couple at the moment, I do believe some people will drop out. So if you are really keen and you want to go on a standby list, you can. But otherwise, if you are A, one of the people who have already contacted me and said you want tickets, you'd be on the list. Or if you're B, one of my clients who I work with on a one-to-one or in the groups, you would have been allocated a space so you've got tickets. So if you're unsure of those two lots of groups, just drop me a line. But um, that's the crack we're looking for the money really to be in by the end of uh, June um, but this will obviously be going out for a lot longer after that so everybody else can ignore this stuff if it doesn't relate to you but yeah that's it pretty much we've had a meeting haven't we Mark and we've we've decided what we're going to do and um... yeah, I, I think I think the most exciting bit is the live is the live podcast I think people can ask us questions off the cuff or, you know and, uh, and we'll be recording it I think that's quite that'd be quite entertaining right yeah Definitely. That so. I'm taking your or my talk, sure. <laughs> yeah, and, and it, it'd be good. I'm well. I, 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 you know, I'll kind of thinking of the technical side of it already. I am. Uh, we can facilitate and get it all recorded. But I gonna get some specialists in to do that for us. But I think also the live consultation there, uh, 
yeah. through all the attendees. The attendees will all get sent um, a form asking them various things, what they're going to eat, because we're having a three-course meal and things. But alongside that, it's going to be on the form just to ask them if they'd like to, if they have any current health challenges and if they'd like the doctor and I to try to help them, if it were, live on stage in front of everybody else. And, you know, you know, we're like down here, the women are nosy in Swansea, uh, Mark, they love that sort of stuff. So people love this stuff because it's, you know, and people love Facebook. And I mean it in the nicest possible way, but they, they're inquisitive. They want to know what's going on. And they're like listening to somebody. I think, oh, yeah, that's me. But they're, not, they're too afraid to say something themselves. So people love that. And uh, I hope to get a good volunteer who's going to share, you know, something uh, with us on the evening. And um, we can, as we say, show people what process we go through as they are probably learning by now. When somebody asks a question, we kind of, as a process of, you know, elimination and deciding on what the next step is. And perhaps it does seem a bit more clear to Mark and I, or even more so to Mark than, than myself, of course. But you can learn the basics of what you need through listening to this show. And I know people who are following it and having some great results. Um, so, okay, enough for that. Uh, stuff let's get cracking what people want the questions we have three of to go through here first one looks for me yes uh, number one i have been doing squats for a couple of weeks and yesterday my knee started hurting any ideas why francesca okay so 45 years old so just doing a bit of Mystic Meg now and reading between the lines and filling in some gaps for Francesca. I presume that she's been perhaps doing them three or four times a week or more. Um, and when she says, I have been doing squats, maybe she's been doing some other stuff, but maybe she's been going for it with the squats and doing them in quite high volume. And if she's been doing that for a couple of weeks and it's just started kicking in yesterday, I'm just guessing again all this now because we haven't got enough information I'd, get, I'd make an educated guess and say perhaps she started to get to the overuse point where she's just starting to become a bit inflamed. So if any of that's true for you, Francesca, then just back off and go uh, at less volume and less frequency. So do less of them, so less squats, and do them less often. Mix it in with other things. It's good that you're doing squats, but really, for example, like I squat once a week. And I do it properly um, until a point where my you know my legs kind of ache or whatever. But that's for my specific goals. But it's, say for example you're a lady looking you know just to tone your legs up and get your bum right and kind of have strong legs and and be in shape. Then obviously as we all know, address the diet side of it first. But the legs will still need a bit of toning and they will benefit from the glutes and all from from being able to squat properly. But with knee pain, the first thing I say to people is always, is the weight through your heels when you're at the bottom part of the squat? It's hard to do this stuff via audio. This is why we're doing a seminar. We're going to be teaching this stuff, or I am. Is the weight through your heels and is your weight over your bottom? And I say like as if what you'd be when you were sat on the loo. Okay, so that's the general thing. And a lot of people, we just shift their weight back on their heels and that is enough to fix the knee pain because when they're on the forefoot, 
the pressure is very much through the front of the leg. When they're on the heel, the pressure is going up through the, the hamstring and more into the glute. So I hope that makes sense. Uh, makes sense, Mark? Yeah, it makes sense. Also, the, the thing about the uh, joint alignment. I mean, you, you, your knee doesn't travel along the line of the line exactly of your foot. I mean, you ha- your knee actually goes outwards. So if you try and squat directly over, you know, put your feet straight out and try and squat directly over it, it will cause you knee pain. Yeah, feet positioning is a rule another, like, you know, we could uh, talk about that again. Now, external, ro- <laughs> yeah, external rotation of your feet and all this sort of stuff. So, yeah, basically your feet position, uh, it totally, it needs to be in what they call... It's like a, is it like pigeon toed or bird foot type kind of thing? Except what is the other way? It's 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 like it's a slight angle out, but it's not excessively out, but it's not like train tracks either. So it's it's slightly out from train tracks, so it's slightly off from parallel. But like Mark quite rightly made a good point, your knees go out over your toes. And as you're coming up, they stay out over your toes. They don't kind of come into the middle as you come up. So, but again, this, we're trying to do something now, which is... Impossible on audio, yeah? We, yeah, we, a picture we, paints a thousand words, and we're trying to use a thousand words to paint a picture. <laughs> so, um, moving on. The only other thing I would say, don't use squats to warm up for sprints, otherwise you pull a hamstring, which is what I've done. Yeah, yes, that's what uh, happened with you, is it? Uh, anyway, I will, uh, we luckily know a good missus, so you still haven't booked yourself and get your, <laughs> your, uh, your hamstring up to me. Yeah. Um, uh, la, 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 la. Next question. From Claire, 29 years old. Hi, Mark and Richie. For as long as I can remember, I've always had migraines just before and to the end of my period. I have taken all the usual remedies, ibuprofen, paracetamol, and even codeine with little success. Any ideas? Claire, great question. And I have kind of had people with this before, so I'd love to know the answer. Well, do, do you know what it is? It's uh, it's called menstrual migraine. I'm, I'm going to clue, mate. Yeah. Yes, it's, uh, it's a totally different form of migraine. Blokes don't get this. Yeah. I mean, it's basically oh, we do we, get a headache, mate. You know? Yeah, we don't get menstrual yeah. migraine. Oh, no, so yeah, we just get a pain in the ass. Sorry, I'm joking. <laughs> but, the, but the bottom line is, I mean, women have got a sort of roller coaster ride of, of their hormones. They've got estrogen and progesterone, which go up and down during their cycle. And as they get towards the end of the cycle, the uh, estrogen sort of falls quite rapidly. And um, the progesterone takes over. But if they're low on progesterone, then they run into troubles. And they then get this menstrual migraine. Um, treatment. Nutritional right. remedies. Absolutely. You can use a diet. You can sort of do a, a diet reset by eliminating things like gluten, reducing sugar intake, cutting out red wine from your diet. Uh, you also should avoid tyramine, which uh, triggers any migraine, basically. What's that found in? Uh, old cheeses, uh, smoked fish, cured meats. Any fermented food, basically. So some of the foods we say to eat, if you yes. get migraine, are not the things to eat. Yeah. Things like fermented foods, old cheeses. I mean, smoked fish, I mean, I love all those, but I don't get yeah. migraine, so I can eat them. But yeah. they're, they're certainly good things. I mean, you can use supplements as well. I mean, you can use things like um, uh, CoQ10, uh, 5-HTP, magnesium. Right. Uh, just talk to your doctor about that. Or look, at, there's plenty of good sites on the web, on the web for that. But the basically, is, you would you be of uh, the, an agreement that if your diet is pretty yeah, you're, awful, you're the first step is to just get yourself cleaned up yeah, at the basics up, yeah. 
with your yeah, diet and then assess it after that. Yeah, there's more to it. Though. I mean, you need to get rid of stress as well. Stress, I mean, anyone who gets PMS knows that stress makes it worse. I and mean, if they're having a bad time and they've got PMS on top, uh, makes it worse. So things like yoga, meditation, exercise, mm. laughing, that helps a lot, you know, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's amazing. It can help, can help these hormone headaches. The other thing is hydration. I mean, that really makes a big difference to it. Yeah. You need to eat plenty of water, drink plenty of water every day to try and stop these hormone headaches. And the last resort is go see your doctor and get a what's called a bioidentical progesterone for the towards when you're getting the the um, menstrual headaches because that can actually uh, improve the situation. But that's the last resort. Yeah. And also make sure you get a bioidentical progesterone because if you get an ordinary progesterone like you do in the pill or any of those, they can actually stop the progesterone being a happy um, sort of um, a mood, sort of relaxing hormone and they make you actually more uh, sort of uptight because anyone who knows anyone who's been on a pill injection or a pill implant some women go really off it on, on those yeah. so they're because they're not bioidentical the complicated uh, creatures are, uh, our really ladies yeah. testosterone and thyroid yeah. they've got their full works so yeah. yeah yeah it's uh, that's why we we're dr eccles the endocrinologist from harley street is well his, his assistant at least is still threatening to do what's called a webinar so uh, it's their idea and all. I asked them to come on the show. They came back. They said they'd like to do this webinar thing, so I'll keep people posted on that. But um, as and if and when that happens, I hope it does, these are, are, are sort of quite specialist areas. And, they, and he's a bioidentical hormone uh, specialist. That's what he does, you know, um, day in, day out, day out sort of thing. So uh, great. I bet you'll, you'll be bumping gums with him. Yeah. Like uh, sucking and, and, you know, asking him as much, really, because uh, I know what you were like with Dr. Briffer. You start, then you get together, you start talking shop, you good boys, don't you? Yeah, like, well, you might as well not turn up. Yeah, great. Well, that's lovely. It's good for us because we just want to listen in to the stuff you were talking about, you know. Uh, I'll try and, like, you know, pull it back so I can get some juicy stuff out and all, but if you start getting too weird. But no, that's what people love is pretty much this is a phone call and people are listening in on it. So just we're just chatting, being ourselves and all. Some day, some days better than others, huh? Okay, here we go. Um, so that was uh, for Claire. Thank you for the question, Claire. The Ockham vote number seven and the last question for today. James, forty-seven years old. Hello, James. Just a quick question. I am forty-seven. I've had Boopa medical which shows me to have high cholesterol of 6.2 the report says i should consult my doctor i'm afraid he might start me on a stat and i have heard bad stuff about them what do you think the rest of my results were oh this is what we need mark or what you need i said it should be more specific yeah. on okay. L- ldl sorry L- ldl for 4.3 hdl 1.2 and tr- trig uh, 0.6 I eat well for and follow paleo and exercise three times a week James oh, this is perfect for you Mark yeah okay it's, it's, it's a good one because 6.2 go on you were, anyway go on 6.2 if you if you talk to the average person in the street they go 6.2 oh that's high but that doesn't mean anything I mean even back in the day when they, the whole low flat thing came out even Ansel Keys, who's the father of the saturated fat thing, said cholesterol's got nothing to do with heart disease. And, he, and it, to be fair, actually, he had lots of things wrong, but that was actually true. Mm. I mean, the actual total cholesterol level has got absolutely nothing to do with your risk of heart disease, unless you've got familial hypercholesteremia, which is a quite a rare thing, but you have a cholesterol level of 9 or 10. So if you've got a cholesterol level of 6, 5, 6, 7, 
you've got to look at the rest of it because that doesn't really mean very much. So if we look at his other stuff, you've got the HDL, which everyone calls the, the good cholesterol, the LDL, which everyone calls the bad cholesterol, and the triglycerides, which most people ignore. Now, there's to get an absolute risk, you've got to do what's called the gold standard test, which is a, an NMR scan of your LDL profile. In other words, whether you've got big cholesterol or small, sorry, big LDL or small LDL, because big LDL doesn't mean a thing. Small LDL is dangerous. But unfortunately, the standard test that we do, the LDL is an indirect test, and you can't tell whether they've got big or small LDL. So you have to find another marker because it, the, the NMR testing is not available in NHS. I mean, Revolution Health do it. I mean, it's, it's too... All right, so this is the type you do. You, I was going to say, yeah. So you don't do it as in a GPs don't do it, but you do it. It's too expensive to NHS because I see your NHS tests are like the, the value option. Absolutely. But I mean, yeah, okay, you can go and have the gold standard and that will prove whether you've got high risk or low risk. But there is, I mean, I'm doing myself out of money, but there is a. a, a, a no, no, that's sort of, what we a want. Yeah. It's a, a sort of cheat. But yeah. it has been shown that if you take your. Um, let me get this wrong right because I always get this wrong. If you have your triglycerides over your HDL, that ratio, that will give you your risk, the same as uh, as the uh, NMR scan, roughly. All yes. right? So if you have a risk that's uh, a ratio that's higher than three, you're at high risk of heart disease. If you have a ratio that's lower than one, you're at low risk. Now, this chap, remind me of his values. For 4.3 on top, 1.2 on the bottom. No, no, that's his that- LDL. What's his, H, what's his HDL and triglycerides? Oh, sorry, uh, wrong two figures. HDL 1.2 and 0.6. Right, so he's got triglycerides of 0.6. Just divide oh, by two. Oh, divide by, by 1.2. Yeah. So he's got, he's got an actual risk of 0.5. Yeah. So he's in the low risk of heart disease. He could go and have a gold standard test, which would give him the definitive, but as a sort of rule of thumb, he's in low risk. Just uh, know you know, and also, like... You always uh, say, and uh, it's like he's right. If he went to see his doctor and they seen that high LDL, yeah, he may, he may it, would it be fair to say a doctor might end up putting him on? Was he right? It's possible. It depends what his other risks are. They, they will put it through a, a, a risk calculator. But if he's got a little bit of blood pressure, has been a little bit high, not even hypertension, a little bit high. He's got a family history. Yeah, he could end up on a statin. But his actual overall risk. If he's got no other illnesses, he's 0.5, which yeah. is low risk. From his cholesterol alone, nothing yeah. else, he's at low risk. If he has lots of other mitigate, if he's had a heart attack in the past, if he's Yeah, if he drinks and he smokes and he yeah, does all it, yeah. his risk completely. Yeah. But from the cholesterol test alone, that 6.2 equates to a low risk because his HDL is high and his triglycerides are low. And the way you do that is by having a good diet, and exercising, so Which he's got, especially yeah. good diet. And because he's a like paleo type diet, he's on a good diet. And he, uh, it'd be interesting if he found out his boob medical before he went on the paleo diet, because I bet you his risk was higher. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So it's always worth. I, I keep I praise this on a previous podcast. It's so, always, so, but this booper now. So the booper are going to be making some money off this high risk report now, uh, Mark. They're going to they put, they they put his fees up. Do they are? No, no, not at all. Not at all. No, they, 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 these, these, um, no, I would because he, like, sorry, if, um, if, uh, I'm just reading between, if he's had this, my medical shows me to have a high cholesterol report says consult my doctor. So, like, um, yeah, that's, that's because but, it'll, it'll be a, uh, corporate one. Yeah, so that's what I was going to say. So they now report back to his boss. 
no, this, they this guy's no. doing like paleo. No, they don't do that sort of stuff. No, no? they don't. No, this is it's, it's a combination of stuff. No, the the poopers totally above board. I, I mean, it, it's it's not a they right. do it as a corporate thing, and they give the best advice they have, and it's up to the GP then to decide what he wants to do with those results. It's not up to, I mean, Booper just do the test and they give it to... to and they have to almost say that because that's what the tests say. This is what absolutely. we say when they come absolutely. to those. Right. Okay, that's fair enough. So conspiracy theory put to, this, yeah, to bed there. Uh, thanks, Ma- so, no. thanks Matt. We don't want to be sued by Booper. <laughs> no, no, that's right. I always got to be careful of uh, my mouth. It does get away from me at times. No, so. I, I, I don't think they're, they're just doing what they, what they think is best. And, they, and to be fair, they're flagging up a results. If he had a triglycerides that were... Four. I mean, if you if you have a diabetic, I mean, you've got much higher risk of having heart disease. Their triglycerides are going to be like seven, eight, nine, and HDL is one. Well, they've got a risk of eight. Right. You know, and, and their risk is hugely high. I mean, and you could have a normal cholesterol. And the problem is, the, the real problem is, you get people with a, a cholesterol of four, say four and a half, who everyone says, oh, your risk is low, but their triglycerides are like seven, and their HD, H, their HDL is say one, so they've got a risk of seven. Which is in the high risk group, but they've got normal cholesterol. So people get, unfortunately, people get falsely. Not only do they get worried because their cholesterol is high, they get worried. They get falsely um, so sort of reassured when their cholesterol may be low, but their actual risk may be high. So you know that Matt, now, Matt, right? Just like when he started talking about numbers and stuff like that, I don't know about everybody else who listens, but like my brain kind of switches off a bit. Like, and yeah. and and this is just being honest and stuff. So yeah, sure. what we can do now, I'm going to get I got a guy who goes through these and he writes out what's through, but. We're going to put down his exact some examples of what Mark has just said there, and what um, you know how different results can be interpreted and incorrectly so, and and why. So maybe uh, we'll we'll get that off you on a on a little email, Mark, just to say in a, in a paragraph really what I mean, we're trying to explain there. Because the people who are interested would like to see it on paper because these people are the information people. Everybody else is like, oh, I don't care. I'll leave Mark and Rich figure that out for me. And, and that's why they want to come to you and, and Revolutionary Health. And that's why you're, you're doing you know, a, a great thing there. And you know, I'm sure this is probably one of the more uh, popular tests, really, because just by digging a bit deeper, you, you're getting so much more information and the, that information to be able to go back to your GP and say, well, listen, you know, I, I've, I've gone and had a private test and, you know, I really didn't need those statins sort of thing, you know. Um, but, um, yeah, we'll do that for everybody. We'll get that information down. I, and I, I, I didn't mean... Explain it in the seminar as well. When I do my talk in the seminar, I explain quite clearly because it's on, it's on a slide. To me. Yeah, it's hard to picture it all, isn't it? Because yeah, you know, I'm only being honest and just saying, as you know, so, must be other people out there who, who feel the same. But it's hard to follow on all the numbers and stuff. And well, you start well, saying, do, it's the same when you start to do the need was it the numbers to treat and the numbers yes, that's right, oh, my head just goes off right? and I'm like, what? I need to see it, <laughs> see it written down in front of me. And then I'm like, okay, I understand now. I reckon our audience is bright now, they understand everything. Yeah, well, mine not, so for me. Huh? <laughs> I'll do it, Rich. I'll send my uh, talk to you, and it's on my talk with uh, two... Oh, perfect. There we go. So I can just uh, yeah, I can take that and I'll put it on the notes or whatever. And uh, Not the talk, but the, just the uh, info on yeah. that slide. Cool. Great. I've been having ideas and inspiration for my little talk as well. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be... It's going to be funny for sure, huh? Cool. Alrighty, that's enough from us tonight. Um, you people get back to your lives and your families and uh, living the way of life, the you, me, and the GP way of life. And uh, if you've got any questions ongoing, then uh, we'd love to hear what they were. Uh, that's all from me. And all from me. Thanks, guys.
You, Me and the GP radio show is intended for general information purposes and is not meant to diagnose, treat or cure any disease. It is not designed to provide specific advice and anyone with a medical problem should seek the advice from their own doctor. Please note, we accept absolutely no responsibility if you turn into a fitter, stronger, more energetic and all-round better version of yourself. To get the show notes, just head on over to richard-clark.co.uk.